Changing healthcare starts with a dream. Better care, smarter care, and healthier people. Listen weekly as Dr. Gregory Goodman interviews today's most innovative MDs as they transform healthcare and share their journey from white coat to business suit, highlighting lessons learned and golden prescriptions for your success. Join us today and get your doctor-recommended dose of MD Innovation. So this is Dr. Greg Goodman, really excited today, episode number 27. We've got Dr. Paul McCurry, who is the Chief Medical Officer and founder of Axial Healthcare. The Axial journey began in 2012 when Paul began assembling literature and developing best practice solutions to address the core drivers that are fueling poor clinical outcomes and rapidly escalating costs of pain management in the United States. He spent a decade prior to this as the medical director at Med Solutions and consultant of Quorum. He completed his residency and is a diplomat of the American Board of Anesthesiology and later a fellowship in interventional pain management. Paul, welcome to the Modern MD. Such an honor to have you on the show. Great. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. I appreciate the invite. So, Paul, tell us a little bit more about your entrepreneurial journey and you personally. Yeah, so uh, my background, originally I was a business major, MBA, and after completing that, decided to go to medical school. Always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, seems like anytime I'm doing a job, uh, working on things around the house, I come up with ideas that are things that I think would make life easier. So I've got this string of provisional patents that I submitted, and you know, started social networking sites for kids. Uh, nothing's really taken off to this point, usually because uh, I had a day job. So I'm always looking for ways to improve on the status quo. You know, it seems to me that in healthcare, working at Med Solutions, healthcare gets very bureaucratic, a lot of layers in there. So uh, working for a company like that really uh, opened my eyes to how you could do healthcare differently and, and uh, reinvent it to make it friendlier for the physician and improve the outcomes for patients. That's awesome, Paul. It's It's really exciting. I think it's unusual that you got your MBA before your MD, so you must have gone into, into medical school with a different hat than most folks. So we like to start the modern MD off with the success quote. Do you have a quote that's important to you or uh, something that you'd like to share? Yeah, it's probably not one that you've had on the show before. You know, I, I spend a lot of time out in the southwest part of the U.S., roaming around mountain biking, taking my kids out and hiking, and I kept seeing this bumper sticker that I think is very appropriate for the way that Axial began. It, it was just all that wonder are not lost. And whenever I first started Axial, it was you know, late 2011, 2012, and no one was really aware yet that pain management was a problem. Uh, you talk to health plans, you talk to employers, and it, it really was difficult to get people's attention. Went into an incubator at the Entrepreneur Center, and even with healthcare guys as mentors, it was really a difficult year making the case for pain because so much of the cost of pain management is downstream overutilization of services related to opioids and addiction. And, you know, you would look at a health plan or employer and they would be like, well, we're not paying very much for pain meds. It's not a big expense on our line item. So, you know, it really took a long time to reinforce and find the data to support the cost savings and quality improvement that we could do with Axial. So, it, you know, a lot of people initially were like, 
you know, this guy's lost, but, you know, it ended up getting somewhere. So I think that, you know, all that wonder are not lost would probably be my quote. I love that, Paul. And I think you have to kind of wander and, and sometimes see, you know, the tea leaves before the other people do. And, you know, sometimes along that different journey is where you start connecting dots and, you know, kind of, it sounds like you've done that in the pain space. So we like to start the show off or also, you know, discuss what I term the white coat to business suit. And it sounds like you've spent a good part of your career more in the business suit at Med Solutions. Can you kind of talk a little bit about, you know, your transition? I know you started off with the MBA, you went to med school. How did that kind of work and, and how did you transition into kind of where you are today? Well, my initial training was in anesthesia and my first couple of jobs at a residency were doing OR anesthesia. And it was, you know, not the best fit. It was usually in the basement of a hospital, kind of crazy hours, doing trauma and stuff like that. Moved to Nashville to take a job here, and I met a guy that was the instructor, uh, John Colcloser, who was the co-founder of Axial. He was uh, teaching the pain fellows at Vandy, so I decided to go do a pain fellowship with him. You know, and that was a, a better fit for me. It was more of a entrepreneurial kind of business setup for practicing medicine which I liked. I liked having control of, of what I was doing and when I was doing it. I ended up getting very involved in the practice management aspect of that, so much so that I ended up taking a job at Corum Health Resources, which is a large hospital management company in the U.S., and they needed a consultant to go around to some of the academic centers, tertiary hospitals, and do consulting for hospital OR throughput, as well as pain clinic consulting. So I did that for about a year and a half and really enjoyed the work, but had very young kids. You know, after traveling, being on the road three days a week, four days a week sometimes, decided to take a job at Med Solutions. They uh, were doing some pretty interesting stuff with radiology benefit management, which so much of the radiology that's done in the country is related to pain. That's number one complaint, brings a patient to see a doc. So there was a good fit there for me to come in and develop guidelines and use some evidence base around the imaging and and some of the procedures done in pain and spent seven or eight years there and really kind of learned the business of utilization management as well as physician behavior. I did a lot of peer-to-peer calls with docs, you know, sometimes 20 a day and really got a good sense of the frustration docs feel dealing with health plans, with payers, with uh, companies like Med Solutions. Same time that John Colquester, the doctor trained me in fellowship, does a lot of medical review for the state medical board and was sending me uh, notes talking about the condition of the pain space and how abysmal the care can become and the, uh, the guys that were really not trained and were hurting patients. So I took what I'd learned at Med Solutions and we decided that we could probably improve the way that pain management is done in the country and improve the outcomes for the patients. So that's what at that point, ejected me out of Med Solutions and uh, made me decide to wander my life savings and start up action. That's totally amazing. So let's jump into the idea to venture section and tell me a little bit more about Axial. I know you've got a, you know, it's a big vision to really change the entire pain space, flip it on its head, thinking more about episodes of pain, looking at some of the numbers you have on, on your site, 100 million Americans in the episodes of care for pain right now. $300 billion spent by health insurance to treat pain annually. It's a huge space. Tell me about your big vision and what you guys are doing. Yeah, this is it's really the most fascinating area of medicine I could imagine being in. Uh, starting Axial out, I was looking at interventional pain procedures as they were being way overutilized. And, uh, you know, as 
as I developed that product and wrote guidelines. 2011, there was a lot of literature starting to come out around opioids and addiction. It wasn't even initially on my radar to look at opioids. And the more I read, it was really shocking to see, you know, 17,000 people a year in the U.S. dying from opioids that their docs are prescribing. We've got tens of millions in the country that are addicted to opioids. The outcomes are very, very poor patient reports of higher pain levels on opioids than the patients that don't take them. When we started developing Axial and I brought on my partner, Kevin Kirkpatrick, John Donahue, we decided that really the direction to go instead of managing just interventional pain procedures, we needed to roll up pain into episodes of care, a value-based purchasing type model for health plans. You know, I know that that's a difficult thing to do in any area of medicine, but if you look at pain management, it's even more complex because you have a whole lot of overlay of behavioral health conditions, addiction, depression, anxiety. You've got surgery, you've got interventional pain, you've got finding the right network, and then the analytics piece, which nobody had really done. Nobody had gone in and, and looked at pain as its own entity um, prior to Axial. The health plans really looked at pain or looked at clinical entities as verticals. You know, you have cardiac disease, pulmonary, diabetes. And really what we discovered is that pain management is a horizontal that cuts through all the verticals. You know, every doc deals with pain. Every doc is writing some degree of opioids. So it was an entirely new area that had not been sorted out in analytics. So we've hired some really strong PhDs and data scientists that have been able to go in and, and really pull this data out and make it very useful for us to build the episode to care. That's really exciting. Paul, would you mind sharing maybe some of the early insights that you guys have at Axial and you know where you guys think the future is going? Yeah, absolutely. Our first product that we discuss with a client is analytics. Back to the problem I referenced before that health plans really were not aware of what pain was costing them because the opioids were not real expensive. So what we've done is gone in and looked at different patients on different amounts of opioids for different conditions and shown that a lot of patients, if they have behavioral characteristics that predispose them to do poorly, they will end up costing 10, 15 times as much as another patient who is not on opioids. So we, we pulled out case scenarios. We've shown the cost curve. The interesting part of this is going to be going towards episodes is bringing the behavioral health piece in. You know, uh, pain is pain is one thing that you can't diagnose objectively as a clinician. It's the number one complaint that takes people to see a dog, but it's all subjective from the patient's perspective. So there's no scan you can do to see if somebody's in pain. The addiction to these drugs and the outcomes from them is really the next frontier of how to how to improve the care of the patients and only use these drugs in the select few patients and for the time frame that they're indicated. And uh, you know it's it's going to be an uphill battle initially because you have FDA approving more of them and the addiction rates and death toll is still going up. Now this is spilling over to a heroin epidemic in much of the country. So it's, you know, bringing all these pieces together and networking the right docs, giving them the right analytics and metrics to use in practice is really going to be the key to changing the direction of this space in healthcare. Really exciting. And like you mentioned, I mean, pain is, is a common complaint. You know, it's on the front lines and trying to get that balance between appropriately managing and, you know, having data behind how to do that is really exciting. I always like having physician founders on. I'd love for you to talk about, you know, maybe some of the early obstacles and some of the lessons learned, you know, starting Axial. Yeah. So, you know, the initial idea coming out when I 
built the company with John Kohlkleiser, it was really around building a network of docs and managing the interventional pain procedures. And then we later tacked on an opioid management piece. You know, I think that that was probably a little bit misplaced the way that we wanted to do it. As you're probably aware, there are a whole lot of pre-authorization, utilization management companies in healthcare right now. And the ones that were managing pain for health plans were, you know, it was like a five, six, seven day turnaround to get an answer to a procedure that really was not very expensive anyway. And that, that came as a result of talks of using it. So initially we, you know, I spent four or five months on building a technology platform that was, you know, evidence-based medicine, and it would give a doc an answer on a procedure in under a minute and give them a pre-off. And we thought initially this is the way to do it. Docs can go on. The patient doesn't even leave the office, and the doc can get an answer, and we report back to him on his utilization. And, you know, I think I was probably a couple of years too late to do it that way because the uh, value-based purchasing coming from EMS and, and these episodes of care were really the, on the horizon. So, you know, being a, a founder and an entrepreneur, you think, well, this, you know, I've got this figured out. Here's what we need to do. And, you know, I think staying open-minded and listening to your business partners, maybe somebody that's looking out a little bit further than you are on the trends, very valuable because now we've shifted the paradigm that we may use some technology to guide treatment, but really the carrot is going to be a, a capitated type model for value-based purchasing and identifying these different episodes of care for patients coming in with pain, low back pain, neck pain, arm pain. So, you know, spent a lot of time building the technology, ended up probably will not use it for anything, but learned a whole lot doing it. That's really awesome. And, you know, I think there's a really important lesson there is that, you know, bringing on the right people and, you know, having a really great team, like you're mentioning, you know, some really smart business folks, as well as, you know, mixing that with physician, you know, innovation is really a powerful model. So I want to shift to our last section, our business round, so you can put your MBA hat on. I'd like to start off with what is the best advice that you've ever been given, Paul? Well, I think uh, starting Axial, I think the best advice probably evolved through the different phases. Starting Axial pretty much burned through my entire 401k, was selling things I owned to stay alive. You know, I've got two two kids and really took this down to the wire to get Axial funded and it did not come a day too early. But, you know, when I would work with entrepreneurs at the Entrepreneur Center here, mentors, you know, they would just say, you know, stay the course. If this is something you're passionate about, you believe in this and, and you know the space, you know, don't be deterred. You know, it will work out. If you don't do it, somebody else is going to if it's that good of an idea. And so that kind of kept me going that first year whenever I would be in the doldrums. And then, you know, as we it became clear we were going to get into health box and incubate and get some funding, then really the best advice was hire really smart people and get out of their way, which is what we've been talking about, about the rest of the team. Find, you know, world-class guys and, and bring them on and let them do their job without the founder really interfering with their day-to-day stuff. I think that's so great that you shared that because I think it is really hard You know, as a physician, you have a comfortable opportunity to practice every day, you know, completely going out of your comfort zone, starting a company, you know, putting everything on the line, I think is, uh, you know, if you want to really succeed in a large way, you, you sometimes have to do that. So, you know, that's really awesome, Paul. So on those same lines, I always love asking, you know, what people's daily success habits are, if they have a morning routine. Do you have something that you do on a daily basis that you like to share that you could attribute to? your success? Yeah, you know, I'm pretty simple about it. I get up and, uh, you know, it kind of varies depending on my schedule, but 
you know, first thing, I generally like to get some exercise, get uh, oxygen going to my brain and wake up. You know, coffee doesn't, there's not enough coffee in the world sometimes to kick start my brain. So, you know, I like to get some exercise. And then I, I have Google alerts set. So I go and I've got four or five notifications that come in every day on the topics I've selected. So I go in and read up on those. That's kind of an easy way to ease into the day. And generally from there, I've got a priority list. You know, uh, in a startup, things change. You know, you'll realize you're doing something in the morning, and then you realize I've got to be on a flight today and, and be here. So, you know, I generally have a to-do list. It's priorities. It's like the, these have got to be done. And it really keeps me focused through the day because so many things come up from time to time that are distractions. And, you know, whether sometimes very important distractions with the business, but you know, if I've got something I know I've got to accomplish for the day, it's like being back in college having to do list, and uh, works very well for me. That's awesome, and I agree with you. There's not enough coffee. The exercise in the morning is an awesome way to get started. So, kind of shifting more to healthcare trends. I know you've kind of spoken a little bit about the pain space, but where do you see the future? Not only in the pain space, maybe episodes of care, value-based payment. What are you excited about most in healthcare, and where do you think the future is? As we talked about, I'm studying for my addictionology boards right now. And, you know, that's a field that has a very large overlay over what Axial does. And I think addiction in society, you know, tens of millions of people that are addicted, prescription opioids, they're using benzodiazepines. And the understanding of addiction and looking at dopamine levels in the brain and seeing what lights up uh, when a patient's in withdrawal and you know, is just a cutting-edge, fascinating area. In the last 10 years, we've learned more about the field than anything else. And I think that's going to have a huge role in developing value-based purchasing and episodes of care using behavioral health specialists and Axial. Uh, another piece that is very intriguing to me is the genomics coming out. You know, there's a lot of neuroscience that's relating back to genomics and epigenetic changes, meaning that, you know, your behaviors and uh, your behaviors and your thought can cause neuroplasticity in your brain. It causes you to develop new pathways or express certain genes and not to get too geeky about it. But, you know, it's just really fascinating how much your thoughts and your actions cause different genes to create different proteins and cause more chronic pain or cause depression. So I think genomics and understanding uh, risk factors is going to be huge for this area. It's incredible. Thank you so much, Paul. And thanks for taking a little bit of time out of your study break for your boards for addiction medicine. We really appreciate that. So Dr. Paul McCurry, it was an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I'm really excited for all the work you're doing at Axial and it's going to be a really exciting journey for your team. Uh, great. Thank you very much, Greg. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining me today on The Modern MD. Head to themodernmd.com to get links and recaps of every show and so much more. Dose up and like The Modern MD Facebook page.